everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by ironcompany.com. Today, we're discussing the profound impact that the right music can have on your workout. Is music one of your arrows in the quiver? If not, it should be. Uh, we've talked about this a couple of times before, but we thought we'd really dive into it today. And um, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, you know, um, when I have music on, when I'm training, it just takes me to a whole another place. It takes me to where I couldn't otherwise go. With music, uh, I'm stronger. Beautiful. I'm able to do more reps and beautiful. I'm able to go longer. Yep. Same love thing it. for you guys, right? Love, love. Yep. That's a huge part. Love mm -hmm. it. Yep. So, Marty, uh, you've got vast experience with music and training. In fact, before Jim and I were even born. So why don't right. you kind of, how did music start with uh, kind of getting intertwined with your training? Well, as a child, music was invented. <laughs> Already heard the right. first note. <laughs> the first drum. Uh, we, uh, we used to get amped up back in my basement you know i was uh, 12 years old in 62 and you know all the good music was just breaking 63 64 you know the beatles the stones the animals all that good stuff um so we, we had a uh, our basement gym had concrete floors and concrete walls and a little am radio and we put that thing on and it would just reverberate off those walls man i mean it was just like a concert hall right and we just got to the point where we wouldn't train without it uh I, to this day if if i am let's say i'm uh i'm going to a workout if i have for, forgotten my music i turn around and go back and get it yeah yeah it's I, a big deal I, I won't work out at this point without it just because it um i, I want control of my audio environment just like I want control of my physical environment. Um, back, back when we used to go to commercial facilities, I used music as a way to discourage external conversations. You can't, mm. you can't start a conversation with the guys wearing earphones. And I didn't want any conversations while I was training. Right. So I found it a great uh, distraction eliminator and attention gatherer. I think you're exactly right. And Jim and I have talked about doing that ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm trying to think when I first started training, it was probably Van Halen, uh, ACDC, the typical mm -hmm. Judas Priest, heavy metal. Um, and that was a big deal, you know, like, all right, what we, what we got today? What are we going to listen to today? And it's sort yeah. of like you had the boom box sitting in the corner of the basement. Gym, right. And something before you got the boom box, you just had the radio, like a, a clock radio and and you didn't know yes. that it, it yeah. sounded good and then you got the boom box and you were like that sounds great you know and you had the cassette tapes you know this cassette tapes and the strongest guy sort of got to pick the music <laughs> the longest, biggest dude yeah. still, does. still does yeah and and uh you know you just it's sort of like cue a cue for me like you hear so so for instance every bodybuilding show i've done i've picked a like a sort of like a soundtrack of a band so uh, when I did one in 2012, it was the band Exodus, which is a thrash band. Every time, every time I train, I listen to Exodus and sort of cues me in. Okay, now this is, now you're training. Now you're, now you're, you're where you need to be mentally when that music hits. Um, yeah. And then I had like Hatebreed had a good album. That was for my next show. And then 
know, it goes on and on. Um, and that's sort of, I don't know if I got that from Dorian Yates or not, but he would have different songs for each body part or different bands. Like you had Guns N' Roses for legs and ACDC for chest. And, and again, a cue to get you, okay, now it's time to get going. You know, you hear that. Do, hear do, that. You, know, do you know what Dorian's um, posing music was when he did exhibitions? What was it? That was great. He picked Nirvana, Smells Like Team Spirit. Yeah. Because it was three minutes and 52 seconds. <laughs> and he wanted the time, but he didn't care about the music. That he just, it was over. He put on it because this was off season and he's big, he's heavy. <laughs> and that was his thing. You go out and in, in three minutes and 52 seconds, he'd make his money. Yeah. That was it. That was it. See you later. And he would sign, um, you know, sign the, photographs you know that people would come up to the desk and he'd sign but yeah that was that was his thing nirvana smells like teen spirit yeah so when i started i i started in maryland i was uh i was living on a farm and i had my my uh, bench press that i built out of two by fours i had my old uh iron cast iron billard barbell set i had all that so i had the boom box in there with the tapes and I'd blast that. And when I started working out, man, I was fired. I was so fired up. I was lifting for, for four hours a day, every day. And I'd go in there and I'd just tear it up. And then as, uh, as you know, time went on, I moved away from there. I moved back where I was originally from in Southern California. And I signed up at a uh, gym called Foothill Gym. And I remember, uh, let's see, it was probably about 87 yeah. This gym had just opened up and they were playing. I remember there was a station that started up. It was called Pirate Radio. And anybody that lives out that way in Southern California will recognize that. And they played all summer long. We had nonstop music like Van Halen, ACDC, Metallica, Def Leppard, all this stuff, commercial free. And we just went in there and man, we, we had the greatest time, you know, me and my, me and my guys from high school and football players in there, just busting it out. It was just a great time. But, um, um, some of the gyms nowadays, you know, a lot of the gyms, I don't even think play music because they figure, you know, everybody's, I don't think they, I don't stuff. think they, sh I don't think they should. I don't want them playing the music because whatever music they play, it's not going to be what I'm, I, what moves me. Yeah, that's the whole great. That's the great thing about the phones. Now we don't have to be subject to somebody else's taste. Yeah, that's right. And for the gyms that do play music, well, like you said, it's it's usually not the stuff that you listen to. So you got to try to drown it out with your oh, stuff. God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you at my gym, if you go from five in the morning till nine, it's classic rock, which is great. I don't wear the headphones, but after that, it's you know rap and stuff. So then I put them in so far, like it's touching my brain. Well, for a certain segment of humanity, music becomes a training result amplifier. Uh, some athletes perform better with music than, than if they did the identical session without it. <clears throat> That's huge. Mm -hmm. uh, other people are not affected by music at all. It doesn't mean anything to them. It doesn't, they don't listen to it. It doesn't enter their lives. They're not moved by it particularly. I don't get that. That's part well, of being a human being. An artist, art, if, are, are you an artist or you're not? You know, if, uh, yeah. I think that's that part of the brain that is more activated by people who have imagination and who have, are artistic. And then some people are very like cut and dried and like, why do you need that? And it's yeah. just, they just move on. You know? I, just, I, had, I, just, I, had, I had guys tell me that 
uh, oh, well, you know, if you were really Zen, you wouldn't need that music. And I'm saying, what are you talking about, man? I studied, <laughs> studied, studied Zen for 40 years. And, yeah. and, and, and actually, th this is the way to achieve the Zen state. Seize control of the audio environment. Okay. You know, also one small point, JP, I didn't mean to step on your toes there, but one <laughs> small right. point. I don't know if you've ever noticed that if you consciously put on a piece of music, even though it's a piece of music that matters to you, it doesn't have the same impact as if a piece of music you love happens to come on. Right. Have yes, you guys, yes. Have you ever yes. noticed that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So okay. like, like when you, I have a, uh, everybody does. I have a, on my, uh, what is it? Spotify? Spotify? How do you say it? Spotify? Yes, yeah, Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Spotify. On Spotify, which is fabulous. It's like looting a tower record store. Anything you can imagine you can have. Uh, I have a workout. Uh, what do they call it? Where you group songs mix, together. A mix. A, a mix, yeah. I have, a, I have that. Uh, but isn't it interesting? Be, be, because I have selected that, and because it's pre-programmed, it doesn't have the same psychological lift as it does when something happens to come on that moves you. I've noticed the yes. difference. I wear a heart rate monitor when I train, and I have noticed that if the right song comes on at the right time in the right place, my heartbeat literally jumps 15 beats within less than a minute. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm jacked up. So what, what is that indicative of? It's indicative of a hormonal release. Yeah. Right? My, because of that connection with that piece of music, I'm dumping adrenaline. Right. Right now, as I'm talking about, it's like, ooh, the palms in the back of my hair, the, uh, the hairs on the back of my arm are starting to stand up, even talking about it. No, Marty, I've had the same observation that you have, and I've thought about it a lot of times. And just by chance, you know, if you're at a gym that plays music or whatever, that song, that particular song that really moves you will come on. And you're like, oh, my God, I don't want this to end. And you're getting right. in as many sets as you can right. Right. because you're fired up. Oh. What, what I was going to say was, you know, how many times have you guys been going down the road and a song comes on like that? Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, if I only had a, a barbell on my back yeah. right now, I just want to be at the gym, just squatting or benching or something, you know. Right. M yeah. Music makes you want to go train. Yeah. I mean, I and I was trying to think if I I think there's different like if I'm squatting or doing some heavy leg stuff, it's definitely more black metal, death metal or, or thrash. Something moves pretty fast and as evil sounding as it could be and then you know like other stuff it'll be like skinnered molly hatchet i i got into this kick for a while where i listened to uh there's a soundtrack from the movie mongol and uh it was like the God, what are the what are the, i guess it's the mongols what is the what are the people what do they call the people that live out there in mongolia mongolians um, mongols yeah well, it's sort of like a it was like a sound it was a soundtrack from that and it was all it wasn't singing it was just this yeah almost like conan stuff like when yeah, yeah. we were on the mountain yeah, kind of thing yeah. like that and that's yeah. sort of its purpose too you know it's just whatever sort of hits you you know and you go yeah that's what i'm gonna put that on when i train you know that's awesome that kind sometimes of i get into instrumentals like there's some good instrumentals by yeah, uh, metallica Wagner and and all that stuff man well, well the the one i really like and i've mentioned it before it's um 
It's actually on the soundtrack of Twister. It's from Van Halen. It's called Respect the Wind. It's a real long song. It's instrumental. It's uh, piano, guitar, um, but it's just it's just a real moving thing. And when when you're you know amped up on your coffee or pre workout and you're in the gym, man, it'll make your hair stand up. I've listened to that that for years. Yeah, and I mean, it's I not think- it, it's yeah. not that much of an up tempo. It is in some spots in some parts, but it's not nowhere near a thrasher type song or anything like that. So sometimes the tempo doesn't necessarily have to be crazy. Uh, it just kind of matters if it moves you or not and how it makes you feel psychologically. Yes, you know, I'm training these, these guys, like I said, 25, one's 25, one's 28, something like that. And when I started training them, I was like, all right, y'all put on some music and they put on some kind of rave, you know, some, some kind of something. And nah, they're posers. I don't know what it was. Well, no. So I say, I said, man, I said, Dylan, man, we got to do something about that music. So now I got him listening to White Zombie, some Slayer, you know, stuff like now that. And then, then the other day, he's getting ready to do a big squat attempt. And I was like, put on White Zombie, bro. He's like, yeah. You know, I was like, I got you now. I got you. Put on something that'll make your eyes pour blood, bro. Yeah, good, man. <laughs> you know? Turn it up. You know, turn yeah. It up. Well, this whole episode came about because of the uh, <clears throat> near Civil War. We had at uh, my little training facility, and it was over music. Tell me about it. Well, uh, you know, we can have 15 to 20 guys right. working on three different platforms in that room. And this was, this was back when Kirk was with us. Kirk left us about, I don't know, what, six, six eight months ago. He found a, a really nice facility much, much closer to where he lives. So he... He's uh, he's doing his lifting over at Grand Bar- Grams now. So, uh, but we we left on great terms, and you know we still love him. <clears throat> but he was there, and um, I run the music, and I run the music because I can't stand what they pick, and I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna have it. Right. I'm not I, I can't, and, and uh, I, I'm not gonna get into who it is or what it is or what it is or what it isn't, but. Uh, accidentally one day I accidentally I hit the wrong button and I I went out back to relieve myself and as we do and uh, use the men's room and it clicked onto uh Miles Davis Jack Johnson and I came back in and the guys are like they're holding their ears and they're going like, make it stop, make it stop. And it was like that scene in the, the Ricky Bobby movie uh, Tyler Tyler Day, Day, night. Where, they, where, the, where the French guy walks into the bar yeah. and, the, and the jukebox is, well, the jukebox is actually playing Charlie Parker Cherokee. And they go, what is that? Make it stop, kill it, kill it. And um, so Kirk called me outside. He said, we got to do something about this. So I said it was inadvertent. Don't, you know, don't, <laughs> don't lose your stuff. I said, you know, I, I, you know, it's too bad you guys have to, you know, occasionally hear music by made this someone with an IQ higher than 110. Uh, but, you know, okay, no one died. So it, interesting. We came to a musical uh, compromise. Yeah. And that was two years ago. Now, just within the past couple, three weeks, similar situation happened. And again, I got called outside. Oh, listen, boss, we love you, but could we do something about the music? Sure. 
interesting, an entirely different group of guys came to the same musical compromise. <laughs> so, you know who you know who it was? Uh, Van Halen. Yeah, you can't, you can't, and old, 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 uh, old, right? yeah, I, I didn't say Van Hagar. Right, thank you, thank you, okay. I said Van Halen, and it's interesting because, the, and the guys, and I'm looking around as, as those, those ancient tunes are coming on, they're all getting fired up. I mean, everybody's, everybody's getting the movement, right? And it's like, okay, here we go, great, no, no, no problem. So, so that's been, it's interesting that uh, that, that was our, or compromise band. I don't want to hear anything of my era. I really don't want to hear any of their growl singers, you know, oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. you know, so, you know, we, we, we find a couple of neutral areas that we can play on. They, they like Metallica, so we play the uh, Metallica, yeah. you know, and it's just so old, right? And it's, you hit on an interesting point, JP, where you talked about the instrumental music. Yeah. Mm -hmm periodically you need to hear music that you don't know where it's going yeah okay if you can predict if you know if you're familiar with you know the old cliche familiarity breeds contempt you can't keep driving the same songs over and over and over and over and over and expect those same initial jolt that you got from it yeah right? So right, it's like everything else. You kind of get used to it, and it kind of gets watered down after a while. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you if you hear "Back in Black" one more time, I mean, seriously. Uh, yeah, I mean, if yeah. you give it a time you know, off, yep. then you hear it. Yeah, yeah. great. And, well, if it comes on spontaneously, we yeah. we had we didn't bring it up. Hey, that sounds great. Still, right? Yeah. But yeah, that that's that's the point. And then then it uh, anyway. I don't want to get into my musical taste because they're a little bit out there. Uh, but there's all kinds of really really exciting, vibrant, crushing instrumental music that um, takes you to a place that you haven't been. And I find that that excites me more than putting on the same stuff. Well, let's put it this way. I don't play Van Halen when I'm training here by myself. I get enough of that when I go over on Sunday with the guys. Yeah. So what do you play? Me? Currently? Uh, what do I have? What do I have up? Uh, right now, I'm um, listening to, the, uh, there's some Mahavishnu Orchestra, some John McLaughlin, a killer, killer, hard guitar player. Uh, playing with some some incredible musicians, uh, but these are these are jamming pieces. These are these are bah, 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 you know I mean, these are not. This isn't slow motion horn jazz. This is a, a electrified jazz played by guys who can rip and shred like nobody in the rock world. Yeah, I guarantee. Like Stevie Vai has killer killer. Oh yeah, yeah. Ying Day, Malstein, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't like him. He's a, he's a little too showy. But the, but musicians of that caliber, yeah. you, you hit it. You hit it, Jimmy. And you don't know. You put the music on. It's like man, that's crazy. And it's like good. That's good. That's what I want. I want a little yeah. crazy. I want a little different. Right. And you can always ping it off. If it's not working, you just uh, toggle through to the next one. Right. Yeah, I always liked it on the way to the gym too. You'd have certain songs you'd listen to. Oh uh, yeah. Sort of start yeah. off sort of mellow and then as you yeah. got closer, and as you're you walk talking. through the door as you walk through the uh -huh. door you're ready to go man yeah right right 
And and Jim, on the way to the gym, when when you have this music playing, don't you see yourself? Aren't you doing like auto visu- yeah, visualization? Mental rehearsal. Yep. Uh, mental yeah. rehearsal. Yep. Absolutely. Those are all cues. Yeah. You know, I think that's all cues. You hear this one song, and you're like, oh, I'm locked in now. Yeah. Yeah, and, but it's and, but, but 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 well, let's talk, let's talk about that. What are we locked into? Because I think that's an important point. I think you're locked into, as JP pointed out, mental visualizations become more vivid, don't they? Yes. Right, because you've got the soundtrack. Yeah. Right, we got a soundtrack now, so and everything becomes more rhythmic and more pointed. And, and, and you, a really good visualization, you actually have to keep yourself calm down yeah. because you might shoot your adrenaline off on the car ride over. No, that's right. You got to temper yeah. it. Yep. You, yeah. you, and it's a, it's a serious issue for a, for a top, top lifter and it's because like you, you can do that. Yeah. It, it's like a cue also that now you're, you've leaving, you're leaving everything behind that was in your head before. That's and right. now that's it's workout right. time. That's now, right. now, you know, I'm not worried about work. I'm not worried about mm-hmm. family. I'm not, this is my time, and let's pump it up, man. That's right. That's right. That's right. And also the this the gentle rising of the music because, like you say, on the ride over, we picked Jim would probably pick what Jim Cat Stevens for the ride over. So maybe, 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 maybe some Joni Mitchell. Yeah, or uh, who's, the, who's the folk singer? Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, yeah, without Jan. <laughs> That'll keep you mellow. Well, and you know, it's when... funny, you know, uh, Kevin Lavroni, whenever I would go down there, and he would, he would, he's pumping Godsmack. I mean, he, hot, you know, heavy, 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 loud as though you can't even hear yourself. And he's like, he had no idea about my musical background as far as what I listened to. And he's like, uh, coach, you know, I hope you don't mind this heavy music. And I'm like, yeah, Kevin, don't worry about it, brother. You know, to me, that's right. very tame, you know, but yeah. it's good. It's good. It's got a good beat and everything. But I was like, yeah, it's good. But it was interesting because, you know, I was stereotyping him as a different kind of music guy. And he was like heavy metal all the way, baby. Hard rock. Yeah. No, yeah. He, he's a guitar player, too. Yeah. He's got his own band, which is uh, very much like Pearl Jam. Very much. You know what I find too is music that we've listened to for, I don't know, 30 years or so. And it's, it's so repetitive. You've heard it so many times once in a while during a workout, you'll hear, you'll really listen closely to that song. You'll listen to the lyrics, you'll listen to the guitar riffs and there's a certain guitar riff or something about that song that'll just totally revitalize it, make your hair stand up and then I'll find myself rewinding to that one part before each set, and it'll just blow my mind. And <laughs> so I'm like, you, where did that where, where did that come from? I've been listening to this song for 30 years. So when you're outside training now, do you have music on? Yeah, I got my ear pods on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm blasting away and uh, you know, but it's yeah, it's interesting. Once in a while I'll find that one song that's just I've listened to it 500 times and just that, that one little uh, part, bam. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say the Pet Shop Boys or Depeche Mode. I know you're a big Depeche oh, yeah. Mode fan. Oh, certainly. Um, <laughs> no, actually, this morning I was listening to Slaughter and uh, some Slaughter. Slaughter from the 80s. <laughs> oh, my 
Yeah, you know what? I like that. I like that. I got to admit, I like Wasp. I like Wasp. <laughs> Wasp is pretty good. I told you, we were talking about Wasp the other day, Jim, and I said, I said, go on YouTube and go to Wasp, the Wasp song, Mean Man. That reminds uh, me of Marty Gallagher and Stacy. No. <laughs> I know. He, Marty, he was trying to run for it. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know. It's mean got man. In his You're mind. such a mean man, uh, Marty. I told Jim that you could ask him. Yeah, I am rendered speech <laughs> speechless. Yeah, it was I, all am ren- I am rendered speechless. Yeah, God. but no, but the um, the visualization thing I think is a very powerful thing. I mean, on the way over to the gym and and during your training, it's just like it's just like watching an eighties video in your head and it gets you fired up, but it's, you know, you're taking the place in the video and it's you lifting, you know, squatting, you know, this tremendous amount of weight or benching or doing whatever. And that fires you up too. Marty, what no, I, have, I, I have, I have none of those visualizations. I don't imagine myself with uh, teased hair and wearing spandex, yellow <laughs> stripes. We have pictures. Like, you like been in, there like, doing that. No, like in poison. Yeah, I can see JP. You, you would be a poison type guy, right? You had at one point. You had the striped spandex pants. I think they were white with black no. stripes that went all the way no. down. <clears throat> no, I never did. With a big gold chain. No, the one with skulls on it. Yes, you did. <laughs> with skulls. That was on Kirk, leg Kirk, day. If you're gonna wear those balloon pants, at least you got skulls on them. It's okay, you know. Oh, the worst was the USA red, oh, white, yeah. and blue. Oh my God, those are pathetic. Um, you know, uh, as a writer, oftentimes I will, if I get into a certain groove, I will play the same song over and over and over and over and over yes. because I'm I'm in a po- I'm in the pocket. Yeah, I'm creative and I just want that. I just want that. 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 And I I was reading uh, Hunter Thompson biography the other day, and they said that when he wrote uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, that he kept playing Sympathy for the Devil over and 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 over on a record player. He had the record player sitting next to him and he'd lift the arm and put it back on the beginning of the track. Mm-hmm. and write for you know 10 hours straight yeah uh but yeah that's a, that's another another trick uh one great powerlifting champion who will remain nameless who we all know uh he too would have a single he had a uh what was the walk or the cassette uh the walkman sony walkman yeah yeah the sony walkman there was a heavy duty uh cassette cassette player and this this famed powerlifting champion who shall remain unnamed would have a tape set up where it was the same song over and 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 he would use that and just get more jacked up and more jacked up and more jacked up and more jacked up and it was the repetition it it was the rhythm uh in competition, this unnamed powerlifter who lives in Maryland uh, would he would have this 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 rhythm where he would walk ten steps. And again, he's got his walkman in his left hand, 
and he's just listening and his head's down and he would walk 10 steps in one direction, turn around, walk 10 steps in the other direction, turn around, walk 10 steps, back and forth, 10 steps, back and forth, 10 steps, back and forth, same song, same song, same song. My job and Bobby Myers' job was to keep people away from him when he was doing this. He was putting himself in a altered state. He was jacking himself up. I remember one time there were tears running down his face and somebody came over and said, what happened? He's, he's sad. Did some tragedy happen? I said, no, those are tears of rage, brother. He's ready to rip somebody's head off. Yeah. And again, that was that, that whole, the rhythm, the rhythm, the rhythm, the pace, the rhythm, the pace, the pace, the rhythm, you know, and then finally now I get to unleash it on the platform, right? It's a mighty thing when you can get it all together, when you get the music going, the visualization going, the controlled sight going. Now, look, you guys are getting fired up. Just me talking about it now, aren't you? Well, yeah. I was thinking about when I have the football team in there and they they go, Coach, can we put what we want on? I'd be like, yeah, all right, you know, yeah. you know whatever. And they put on clean versions of some of the modern songs. And I, I you know, I'd take it for just so long. And I just flipped the switch off, you know, after about yeah. five minutes. They'd be like, Coach, what are you doing? I said, Bulgarians, no music. And they'd be like, <laughs> I'm like, they lift eight times a day. Nobody puts on any music. Holes in, you know, broken glass and yeah. holes in their shoes. And they're like, what is he talking about? What is Broken cigarettes. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't need it. You don't need it. But in reality, I wanted to put on my stuff, but it would be way too heavy, way too heavy for them. Yeah. Well, this was University of Pennsylvania, not University of Alabama. Right. Well, we'll see about that too. Who knows? What it's but I've, <clears throat> I've got a, I've got a habit of doing that too, Marty, uh, when I'm writing as well, because something about music, you find that one right song and you keep playing it over and over because you don't yeah. want it to end because it puts you in the zone. Yeah. And it just like makes and it, your, and it makes doesn't your have creativity yeah, just explode. And it, and it doesn't have to end. My problem with that is I've done that for entire days straight and it, it, it fires me up so much mentally. By the end of the day, I'm just exhausted. And I can't listen to that song again for like three years later. Because right. I'm just worn right. out so yep. much. Yep, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it served its purpose. It's burned a hole in your brain. Yes. Now it needs to go away. Right. And at some point in the future, it will sound fresh again. Freshness, mm -hmm. is, cr freshness is critical for the appreciation of music. Right. right. It's got to sound fresh to you, right? It's got to sound, and, and when it does, it's just like, oh, you just jiggle it, right? You just say, wow, it's, it's, it's an infusion. But then again, some people, um, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't mean anything to them. And, and, and I appreciate that, that type too. Uh, and we have room to train with them. Uh, but it's it's um, a lot of Olympic lifters are have that that sort of mindset. You don't hear a lot of uh, music in in hardcore Olympic lift gyms. Yeah, that's true. Too concentrated, I think. The the powerlifting and bodybuilding are more um, suited toward the kind of berserker mindset. Uh, Olympic lifting, you can't really get blind rage. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work too well right uh so they, they have a, a, a bit of a, a different different approach a different mindset yeah do you think that it, music do you think that music can actually 
you know, we always talk about this uh, hormonal tsunami. Can music actually release that hormones or get it started? Yeah. Or does it take yeah. the, the physical movement no, no, and performance no, no. of the exercise? No, no, because I said I, I, I've witnessed it myself because I've had a heart rate monitor already. Yeah, I'm not doing jack. I'm just it's just like now I might be getting ready to train, but it could also happen doing anything. And it's just like I happen to look down at my heart rate monitor and a piece that really moves me. Right. It's got to be a piece that really moves me. And if it moves me, I look down and went, oh, I just jumped 15 beats a minute in less than a minute. And, and you feel it. you're like, oh, man, I'm ready. Yeah. It, it, it is literally an adrenaline dump. It's, it's not imagined. It's it physiologically music will release within you uh, endorphins, adrenaline, serotonin, what else? Uh, epinephrine, what, you know, all of it. Um, but again, you have to have that psychological connection with the music. I saw a, uh, I saw a study that said music can increase performance by up to 15%. I don't, you know, that's probably all over the place, obviously, from from uh, individual to individual. But I, I know it's good for at least five, maybe 10 percent sometimes. And then you combine that with psych, which, you know, we've talked about is probably another five percent. You know, that's a powerful mixture. Oh, no yeah. question. You know, it's, it's funny. So I don't know who started it, but they started playing music at football practices. Um, and when I asked one of the coaches, I was like, why are you doing that? And they were like, well, it's a distraction and it forces them to fight through, you know, the distraction of the noise. And I'm thinking, well, we got only got about 10 people in the stands usually, but okay. And so they pumped this music up, pumped this music up. Of course, I got to pick the soundtrack one time for stretch and everybody was like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. But, um, well, the funny thing was, I was like, okay, for a distraction. So they got it really, really, uh, the volumes way up. And then somebody, one of the work guys started sand um blasting the bleachers you know cleaning the bleachers with the high pressure air thing and they stopped practice because it was making too much noise oh no well, so i'm yeah. like wait a minute wait a minute yeah. i thought you wanted to be distracted yeah. <laughs> obviously they, that's beautiful yeah. that's did they beautiful. give everybody a did they I give everybody that. a trophy after probably and i think i was the only one that recognized <laughs> the irony of the whole thing <laughs> and 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 they they didn't I mean, that's a that's a brilliant observation. And I guess they just ignored it. Right. Yeah. And then and if, and if there was an important point to made by the coaches, they would turn the music off. So now what are we doing here? <laughs> like, oh, Alabama does it. OK, that's uh, all you say. Alabama does it. That's all right. Man. Don't worry about it. Anyway. Music. I don't, I don't know what to say about that one. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't know. Um, where did Marty? Where did all this begin? I mean, you've you've written articles on this, and I think this had to do with like drum beats in in rowing ships. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You look back. I mean, I mean, yeah. Warriors, warriors used to always get psyched up to the drums. That's why they put. That's why they put drums with 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 armies since the the Romans they, they you know first off we would keep them in rhythm right mm -hmm. if you're marching they keep keep you in time and secondly when you're going into battle it's like um you know let's get amped up and the best way to get amped up is to get that rhythm going man it's all in the rhythm the rhythm the rhythm right 
that's the core, that's the heartbeat, that's what we respond to. Now, if on top of the rhythm, um, you know, you've got some slashing music that, that, that is aggressive and moves people, well, that's perfect for a warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what what about the doing. special forces guys we train? I don't, I'm trying to think if they talked about that or not. Well, that, they weren't they they weren't allowed to have uh, you know just one type of music in in their facility, so it was kind of a quiet place. But there are plenty of guys playing their own yeah you know use use playing their own music over their own headphones. Uh, I think another thing that that is is overlooked is that when you're selecting music to train, this whole idea and, and Jim, you hit it on earlier. Of, of, of gradual escalation, yeah. right? You don't wanna, just because it's the start of the workout, you don't wanna hit yourself with your strongest musical shot. You wanna, you wanna reserve that for the, yeah. for the big stuff. Yeah. Uh, what about after the workout more? Did you have like a- I, I'm a not too- kind of thing? Well, I'm, I'm just so blissed out because of the severity of the workout yeah. that it's like music, great. No music, great. On fire, great. Drowning, great. You know, having my arm chopped off, great. You know, you know what I mean? Because you're just in a in a bliss state. You're just sitting there. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. If there's some beautiful music playing, uh, I, I read an article about it where I, I don't know. There was some I don't know. I had uh, Yehudi Menuhin and Ravi Shankar uh, call in a thing called East Meets West, which is a Stradivarius violin and a sitar. And that is some of the strangest rockinest music you've ever heard. And I had that going on one time, and uh, I thought I was on an ayahuasca trip. Nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> Might have been. Yeah, um, those, like uh, Globo Gems, man, and they play that elevator <laughs> crap that will. Uh, yeah, 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 it doesn't yeah, offend yeah. anybody. Yeah, it offends me, but it doesn't offend. Well, anybody. well, they're trying to they're trying to play to the lowest common denominator. What is the least offensive? Let me tell you, when you get into least offensive music, you're into worthless music. Yeah, I mean, I agree, man. You know, if you looked at the words to the music I listen, to, you know, it's like, you know, no, no, no. This is this is this is this is why you never want to write down rock lyrics and then read them. Yeah. Because if you read them, you go, this, this is the scribblings of morons. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, it makes no sense. Now you put it to music and it, you know, it all of a sudden, oh, it makes perfect sense because the, 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 the vocal is emphasizing a point that the, that the music is making. But again, it's just like, it's not, it's not an intellectual exercise. We don't listen to music before, during a workout. We're not, we're not dissecting the, we're not dissecting the lyrics. Right, right, right. We're, we're it's the, it's, right, it's, it's the emotion. The, and, and, and we got to have volume, right? There's got to be a volume element. And this is why the phone, the phone thing is so important because you can crank that thing up and not bother anybody. You're right. right. And my JP, so give me your five top workout playlist songs. Oh. You want to I've, uh, oh my God, why do you put now me you on the spot? Like that? it's, it's just so all over the place. I don't really have a, okay, that, that one that uh, I was telling you about, uh, that Van Halen, Respect the Wind. I love that thing. And it's a okay. super long song. I think it's like, 
I don't know, what is it, like five minutes or something? I never heard it. I never heard it. Oh, my God, five minutes long. I don't know how you keep, how you're able to concentrate that one. Well, you know, I think most songs are around, what, three minutes? So it's it's a little yeah. bit longer, so that's nice. I thought you were um, talking about some 25-minute symphonic piece. No, no, nothing that long. Um, but I don't know. It's just all over the place. I mean, I, well, let, you let's know. Well, let's ask Steele. What are but your five, top five? Let's see. Thunder Kiss 65 by White Zombie. Uh, Take Your Whiskey Home by Van Halen. Raining Blood by Slayer. <laughs> Becoming by uh, Pantera. And The Alcoholic by Super Joint Ritual. How go. about that? How about that? <laughs> see, but do you listen to those like every workout? No, I'm just, I'm just picking my top. If I had to... Right. Desert, Desert, Desert Island, Island. Desert, Island. Desert Island. You only get five yep. songs. Which yep. ones are five, there? You're, you're on the what's that show Marty likes alone or yeah, alone, yeah. right? You're on alone. You can bring one. I don't know. Five songs. That's it. That's I, it. I, I I probably have one from uh, Metallica. I probably have one from uh, ACDC. I probably have one from maybe Guns and Roses. Um, I don't necessarily have a favorite one. There's certain ones that are better than others. And, and and I'm just mixing it up all the time because I get bored of stuff so easy. But if it doesn't move you, it's worthless. Yeah, it's got to move you that day, and it might have moved you yesterday, but today it doesn't do jack. That's exactly right. It's a moving target when yes, you're because you know, depending on what you you got going on in your personal life and all yep. that stuff that day, you might be happy that day. You might be yep. you know down in the dumps. Whatever. It's just a moving yep. target. That's right. You have a top five, Marty? No, I couldn't. I couldn't even make a top five categories because, I mean, I listen to all kinds of jazz. I listen to even your your um, your uh, rustic country and western music that you like, Jim. That uh, you know, he's uh, the rural America approach. The hell? Excuse me. Who the hell was that? Uh, so I couldn't, I couldn't come close to the top five. Again, it's just, it depends on that day, that time. Hopefully there'll be something that, that will move me, particularly before that top set. That's what I'm looking for. Everything leads to the top set. Right. 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 I don't need to be psyched up before then. It's nice. I, I can feel myself getting gradually elevated that's what i want but what what i want is like uh yesterday yesterday i squatted and uh i can't even remember what i had on yesterday uh but it, it moved me and you know i got i got my reps i made my weight i felt great and um you know it it worked but i'll tell you what if i was deprived of that music yesterday well first off i wouldn't have trained Second off, if I had trained, I would have come in 15%. If someone said, look, you got to train without the music. Well, first off, without the music, I'm going to have a hard time psyching because it's been so integral right. with, to my psych for the last, what, 40 years yeah. that I, someone says, all right, now you have to train hard, you have to, you, but you can't have music. I, I would, I'd come in 10% less. 
Yeah, because it's part of it, man. It's part now, of it. Now, now, I don't want to get into nutrition or anything like that, but Marty, before you train, are you drinking uh, like a coffee Nothing. or? Yes, a... yes, 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 yes. Coffee, yes. So absolutely. you will have some caffeine before. And that helps tremendously too. You mix coffee no, and music. No, and no, 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 it doesn't because I drink, I'm a, I'm a coffee drinker. Coffee works only if you're not a coffee drinker. Yeah. And then you drink it. Yeah. Right. If, if I drink uh five cups a day strong ones what, yeah. what? i mean you make me well, sound like a, it would make me sound like a heroin addict i mean five cups a day man it ain't five oh, pots man. a day okay so i drink five cups a day so it doesn't no that's that's exactly. not going to get me you, you fired develop up. tolerance yeah. for it and yeah you have to get into harder and harder stimulants and oh like, remember the, remember the old days i i was no, i couldn't do it but Man, these guys used to. What was the ephedrine that they used? I couldn't oh, do it. So it made great. me so. Oh, it, so oh, it made me so jittery. And, and oh, what was the, the heavier one that the body used? Clembuterol. Mini? No, not clembuterol. <laughs> mini? No, it, it was uh, mini thins. Yeah, ephedrine. A trucker speed. Trucker yeah. speed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. mini thins. Uh, yeah, tw- what were they? Tw- Twenty-five milligrams, right, Jim? Uh, yeah, I and it had the gufanesin or whatever. How do you what do you say? And it would uh, it opens up your lungs. You breathe better. It's just it was wonderful. I stuff. I I told you guys before. I used to take three of those ephedrines, uh, the twenty five milligrams a piece, and have a big giant coffee. You were and I went in the gym. And, and you don't and you don't drink coffee work normally, right? Yes. It, at, at that time, yeah. no. At so it really no. it really it really rocked your world. So that was that, I, was, like, that was like crystal meth for you. Yeah. And I remember thinking in the gym, it's like, I can't stop talking. I can't sit down. I'm fired up. And I'm like, why the hell does anybody need drugs? Just do this. In your face. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, my so, head's going to the side ticking, you know, <laughs> well, that's, also how you, that's also how you did those four hour workouts. Yeah. I had, what ass- about, go ahead. Let me tell you a story about coffee real quick. Uh, I had an assistant assistant at Penn who was, very naive about things. And he, he came to work for me and, and uh, he was got to the, a detail was it, what, Jimmy, was this the Christian rapper? No, this is oh. a different one. No, oh. this is a different one. And this, and this guy had never had a cup of coffee in his life. A Mormon. He wasn't a, he wasn't a Mormon. You know how some people are just sheltered? I don't know what it is, you know? I mean, you know, I was buying beer in seventh grade, but uh, why so, so anyway. So, why, so, why so late, Jim? I, I, they started earlier in Wheaton. So I, so I, so he's going to do a, a sort of a, a mock powerlifting meet against this other guy who sort of just started lifting. So I said, yo, man, have you ever drank coffee? What do you take before your workouts? And he's like, I don't take anything. And I'm like, Son, come here, come, come into my office. No, so I was like, just have a cup of coffee if you've never drunk it. Right. So he's getting ready to do this mock meet or whatever. I go out to eat. And I'm, I'm out to eat and I start getting these texts. Pat, is, oh, <laughs> that was his name. But he's like, he's unresponsive. He's, he's shaking. He's all this, they call an ambulance. An ambulance. So, so I go, so I finish my meal and then <laughs> I wasn't in a hurry. So I go over there and I, I swear to God, there's an ambulance outside the weight room and all this stuff. So I'm like, what's the deal, man? The ambulance guy goes, he's all right, man. He was just real shaky. And, and he, I guess he said he had too much caffeine. So I go up to him. I said, man, what happened? Did you have a cup of coffee? He's like, well, I had like two and a half, three. I didn't feel the first one. I was like, no, man, no. no." And he's like, it's all your fault. And I'm like, it really is not my fault. You got to man up a little bit. You know, that's sort of the natural feeling that you're, that you're going to get. But he had never had that. And he panicked ambulance, everything. Of course he lost the uh, mock meat also. So 
the moral of the story is you got to take you, your stimulants and be go ahead J, jp may i tell, tell a quick coffee story yeah i live next door uh as a child i lived next door to a family of mormons and they were good friends but they had a mentally challenged boy and when the 7-eleven opened for the first 7-eleven opened in our neighborhood i don't know this is like 1962, right? And as an inducement to get people to come in, they gave out free coffee. So the mentally challenged kid would go up to the 7-Eleven and start chugging free coffee. And then he'd come back to his neighborhood and just act out. And they could not figure out, it took them like six months to figure out what was wrong with this kid, that he was going up to the 7-Eleven and he's drinking like 15 cups of coffee and coming back. He had a, a wagon that had the back wheels off and he dragged the wagon up and down the street, making this everybody get to the back of the bus, uh, move to the back of the bus, kids, move to the back of the bus. And eventually they, I mean, they took, they were taking him to doctors. We can't figure out what's wrong with this kid, you know? Anyway, that was, so that was a, I tell you what, um, his situation got me drinking coffee because then I went up and started drinking the free coffee. That was free. Yeah. Did, did your wagon have all the wheels on it? It wasn't his wagon. <laughs> Not all the time, <laughs> JP. Very good, JP. Not all the time, baby. <laughs> you had a radio flyer, didn't you? He did. He had a radio flyer, and the back wheels were off. That was also the same 7-Eleven where um, this is a little off topic but that's where i was able to buy beer when i was 13 years old because i had i had my full hike and the original 7-eleven owner operator this is true was an albino oriental guy okay asian marty asian oriental no guy. <laughs> asian oriental albino and if you went in an albino if you went in there at midday, the sun was so bright, he, he had to squint and he really couldn't see you that well. On the shoplift. No, that's when we went in and bought beer. Uh, and I would go in and bring a case of beer and he, I'd walk in and I had like a big overcoat on and a hat. Oh yeah, I'm so big. And he'd go, oh, today we have a special on Budweiser. I said, oh, fantastic. So anyway, that's how I got into the beer business. And I would resell the beer to my friends. So I was able to have, that was how I was able to buy my first leather jacket. That's a good side business right there. <laughs> We'd always have to ask somebody's older brother or you stand outside the liquor store and say, hey man, you think you can buy me a fish bag? Yeah, how much money you got, kid? All just right, real so quick, let me, let me side try you just a little bit, just yes, uh, before we sign off here. Okay, so we've talked about music. What about video? What what videos did you guys used to watch before you were trained? Marty, maybe nothing, but Did I bet Jim. No. Oh, yeah. I bet Jim watched, has. Uh, from cadet to captain. When I started powerlifting, I watched yeah. Kirk's thing so much. I knew every weight that was coming next. That's the greatest motivational DVD ever, ever. Yeah. I mean, he is just. I mean, I would watch. I'd, I'd get my players over when I was at Charleston Southern, and they I had like four or five kids that were really into lifting hard and heavy. And man, we'd sit in my office and we'd watch that and then we'd go out and lift. 
know. Oh, you're, you're on yeah. fire, right? And then also and, the Bulgarian training hall tapes. Just the, you know, it was it wasn't a lot of like getting fired up like Kirk. It was just so matter of fact that I'm going to front squat this 600 for two, weighing 175, and it's going to be yeah. no big deal. And so yeah. then anytime I'd get underweight, I'd be like, "This is no big deal." The Bulgarians just did this for five, and the you know, freezing cold weather with a cigarette hanging, you know, on his ear. So I would watch that. And then every, every once in a while, I'd try to find something else, but nothing would top uh, the Kirk, the Kirk video, man, for sure. That is awesome. Well, I might add, I had a couple of training partners who also shall remain nameless. And their favorite pre-workout ritual was to watch pornography. Oh, I remember that story. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh yeah, we'd pull up to their house. They had a he had a fabulous <laughs> home gym in his basement, and we'd walk in, and uh, there'd be several of my training partners, and and they'd be like, "No, you have to get it to the point where you really get excited, then you go train." So, yeah, uh, I'm sure it does raise your testosterone a little bit. Yeah. yeah, is that why they were doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, so this is the same guy who would ride yeah, in the yeah, 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 yeah. And the same guy who's driving in the Lamborghini with me. Oh, that's a great story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's Doc. Anyway, we won't get into that. Well, we used to watch uh and, and I'm surprised Jim didn't mention this one. We used to watch Pumping Iron. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what we would watch before we went in the gym. We get all fired up on coffee and ephedrine and watch pumping iron and then go crazy in the gym i remember um, when uh, we did that and there was a there's a couple guys in the room i didn't know we were watching pumping iron and they started making fun of arnold and i got so pissed off at them and so defensive because they were like look how stupid they look man look at the faces they're making when they're and i was like you don't get it it's freaking arnold man they, back then they didn't even know who arnold was he just made like Hercules yeah. in new york or something you know uh yeah that was arnold man you don't touch it but but i'll tell you what if you if you get on uh, uh youtube and you want to you're gonna have a leg day or something you want to get fired up watch kurt kerwoski's thousand pound squat for two and there's a version out there and jim there's a, there's a version out there that somebody did where the angle is different and you know which one i'm talking about and oh, they're yeah, playing thrasher cool. music Marty, you remember the guy who used to come and he'd have that different lens on Kirk's uh, Brett Swanson, something like that. He would film for Powerless. Oh, that was Anderson. That, uh, now, wait a minute. The, the, the main tapes that you see was, uh, what was his name? Uh, the Anderson brothers, Pat. And yeah, Mike and Pat. Mike, Mike and Pat, right. And they were, they, they were fanatic tapers. They would tape their own workouts. And yeah. so they, thank God, taped Kirk's, they would be at the gym doing their workout, and then they say, "Hey, let's get this one on Kirk." Yeah. So, luckily, that that that's what happened. We did have, we did have a record thanks to them, yeah. uh, the Anderson brothers. So, yeah, that that was good. Um, Kirk was uh, he, he he was connected at the hip to his Sony Walkman. I mean, he, that thing. Uh, he always used that, and again, he he was another believer in please don't talk to me when I'm training. And there was no need to talk. What do you need to talk about, right? We, we know exactly what we're doing and it would be myself, Kirk, Bob, maybe Bullet, uh, maybe one other guy. And the rest of the day to talk and be Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and again, we're here to get zoned in 
and we're handling monster weights and this is big wave surfing and you you've got to get yourself completely completely centered and there might be three guys sitting there all wearing uh, listening to three different types of music um because everybody's different everybody has their own psychological internal cues what moves me is not going to move you and then kirk would throw the walkman yep how many did he go through? Did he go through a bunch of Walkman, or he just put those? He together? was a pretty good shot. He would he would he would throw the thing from across the room, and it would land in his gym bag, and that nice. was like and that was like, yeah, it's on. Jim, yeah, but the, but he had that big giant yellow one, and that thing yeah. was pretty tough because it, it was made to yeah, be waterproof. It was like a frisbee back then. You didn't have. <laughs> We're so spoiled now, you know. But I tell you one thing: it was sort of cool when you had to find something. You know what I mean? When you didn't have everything, like if you go on YouTube now, everything's right there. These motivational move videos and playlists and all that, man, it was better when you had to do it yourself and find something that really spoke to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes and no. I, I got to say, I am, I, like I said, the, the Spotify, I feel like I'm running through a tower, tower record store and I can just steal anything I want. Yeah, but you're making the playlist. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, saying I can have, I can have any, any, any piece of music I can conceive of, I can have. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. It's, a, it's incredible. This is what the Oracle, the, the ancient Greek Oracle, they ask me a question and I'll give you the answer. And, and that's Google and Spotify. A any music you can think of, I will give it to you immediately. You're right. I'll, I'll look for some obscure black metal on oh, uh, a record company that I can't find it. And I go to Spotify or. It's uh, there. Amazon Music, yeah. and it's there, yeah. Yeah, uh, and again, uh, I, so I would say that that if if you haven't tapped into music, and if you are musical, if you like music, and music moves you, but you haven't incorporated it into your workout, I would advise that you do it. Yeah. Uh, I would advise that you use the same sort of strategy that we've talked about, where you, you, you have the, I don't know, what we call it, JP, the ramp up music, Yep. Leading in, leading into the workout, right? Yep. And and you're you're using the ramp up music in synchronization with your visualization, right? Each visualization you want it to be a little clearer, a little crisper, right? You're listening to your music. You can either repeat the music or you can have the music flow, whatever serves your purposes. Use that in your drive to the gym, right? That's the time to get set on the way to the facility. Don't wait till you walk into the gym. You've got that dead time, whether you're riding a public transportation or in your own vehicle. Use that time to start the process. That's what Jim was talking about. Right? Yeah. That coffee, that car ride, that music. Boom. Okay, we shut the door on the real world. Now we're in training world. Exactly. And again, ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. You enter into the facility that's when you sort of go to the second level of intensity. Now you want something a little more intense, but you don't want the best stuff. You save the best stuff for the yeah. top set. So now you've got that in-between vibe. And now it's you shift. You want to shift from the intellectual visualization to the emotional feel it, right? Because now you're actually under the weights. When you get under 135, 185, 225, 275, 315, 465, you know, then you, 
with each successive set, you're getting more and more and more, and then boom, it's time for that top final set. And that's when it's, it's on. And whatever the, the most moving piece you have, you put it on and you sit there and you just, it, you turn electric. I mean, uh, you just start jiggling, man. Start nodding your head. Yeah, and you know, and then you, when you finally take the music off, oh, you know, you stand up, put chalk in your hands, which is like the last thing before it really goes down. Get everything set and rip into it. Yeah. Then, as soon as that sets over, you got to put that mellow music back on because now we've got to do, we got to take it back down because we've got another effort coming up in the workout. Mm -hmm. So it's just as important that you learn how to decelerate. Yeah, decompress, yeah. Yeah, decompress, right. Once once that important set is over, let's say you're doing um, benching and you hit your top set of, with your competition grip, touch and go, but you still have to do wide grip pause, narrow grip, touch and go. So as soon as the, the top set, touch and go is over, Okay, we got to zen out. We got to get back down to normal. We got to normalize because we have to ramp up again. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a, it's a delicate dance. Agreed. And, and music is integral. You, there's no dance without music. Right. That's right. All right. Well, good one, guys. Spike the ball. Um. All right. Check out Marty's weekly column, Raw with Marty Gallagher at IronCompany.com. You can just go to the top of the website to articles and click on that and you'll see Raw with Marty Gallagher. Uh, visit Iron Company for all your gym equipment and flooring needs. We've got tons of bumper plates in stock right now. We've got lots of urethane Olympic plates, Olympic bars, urethane dumbbells, and lots, lots more. Um, new gym steel yeah. articles are going up we once a month. Yeah. What's, that? What's the latest? But uh, the latest, the latest one is uh, shortcuts. Yeah, they're getting bigger and stronger. I like yeah. this angle. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Jim was Jim was just outside pondering with his dog, and uh, <laughs> these shortcuts and different things started coming to mind, and he made an article out of it. So my my thinking happens when I'm in nature with my dog. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, That's why we live in the country. Yeah. So so that is going up next. Uh, next week we'll have that up. Uh, are we are we having someone on next week? Yes. Yes, but let's announce it. Last time we announced that they didn't they didn't uh, we had a snafu. Okay. So uh, we'll announce we'll we'll have them on next week and uh, everybody will know who it is. Um, but uh, good a guest, a, a famed mystery guest, mystery guest. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Tune in next week for our mystery. <laughs> It's not everything either. This is going to be, uh, you know, Jim, Jim and I were going back and forth yesterday about this guest and some topics, and we came up with some really cool stuff that everybody's going to want to listen to. Some stuff that uh, kind of like health stuff that, uh, you know, um, how exercise affects your your body, not only uh, on the outside, but internally as well. And things that you or your even your doctor might not realize 
so anyway, we're going to get into it next week. I think everybody will find it to be very, very interesting. Uh, and the last thing I want to say is if you're looking for online training, both these gentlemen here are available for that. No matter where you're at in the world, they've got clients all over the world. Yes, we do. Special forces guys, regular people, working yep. people, yep. Uh, you know, so just uh, you can reach them by emailing them and you can email Marty at ironcompany.com or Jim at ironcompany.com. And yep. uh, I guess I'll show you some, show you some shortcuts that you can, uh, so you can get big and huge and strong. Or lean and ripped. Right. Either way. Whatever you need. We don't all want, we don't all aspire to be you, JP. That's right. Nor should you. <laughs> Although we do like your caps. <laughs> Arnold, what is that, that line that he said, Arnold, I don't want to look like you. And he said, don't worry, you never will. Right. You know. There you go. <laughs> what, what he said. <laughs> All right, All right guys. Talk to you All later. All right, guys. See you. Bye.